everyone and welcome to another episode of learning to fly podcast if you've noticed um for the last couple of months we've had a lot of repeat guests and there is a reason don't worry i'm getting to that but today we have repeat guest the poet raja and um he has quite a few pieces um that we've been working on in various contexts and we're gonna test some out on you guys today which means this is definitely an episode of conversation so how are you today, Raja? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I am excited for this episode. It's kind of a new format. Um, yeah. What is the first piece you have for us? Uh, you know me. I'm not, I, uh, I enjoy making pretty strong entrance. So I think we're going to start with I am the villain. Okay. Do you want to give us any context? Or do you want to talk about the development of this piece? Or do you want to jump just in? Um, yeah, I mean, I can talk about it a little bit before I read it. Um, it was obviously written in kind of a very interesting headspace for myself, um, where I kind of like envisioned myself as kind of like the villain of my own story. Um, and like kind of just like initially just kind of like elaborated on that concept. Um, but like have like kind of like reworked it to being something that has more depth than kind of like explores that idea more and like the ramifications of that a little bit more to kind of like this like like kind of fleshed out kind of uh concept of what that means to be a villain uh especially a villain within your own kind of like story or narrative i think that this piece is amazing i'm gonna say that i'm also gonna say that i think this is great timing for those of you who are listening because this piece is a great example of um, techniques you can use in NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. This piece is also um, a very good example of the editing process. So if there's nothing else you want to add on, then please blow us away with this piece. I am the villain of my own story. This wreckage was done by my hands without a gun to my head. I will destroy myself for my lack of honor. There is no merit in my past deeds. The carnage I committed willingly now haunts my nights. I must self-flagellate to atone for my many sins. My history is laid out and my exploits on display. The full extent of the evil I have wrought has only now become clear. I will cause my own ruin because I contain no good. The wake of my devastation spreads like a cancer. 
My ears rang with the cries of those who I destroyed, the ones I sacrificed needlessly. I will be my executioner, because I am unredeemable. And if you had to isolate a line from that piece that really just stands out to you as the author, what would you choose? There's about a gun to my head. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think that there are a lot of great lines in that one. Um, but also, I think that by, by choosing one of those um, lines to discuss here on the podcast, you're also showing us a little more about the headspace you were in when you wrote it. Um, and you're giving us um, some much needed context in terms of, of podcasting, not of your poem. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I really like about it is how much work it does. Like, it, seemingly, it's simple phrases, you know, this wreckage done by my hands without a gun to my head like relatively simple phrasing but you get so much out of this you, you know you get this idea of like this isn't just like some things that are broken like you get this sense of like wreckage like you don't use that term lightly it was done by my hands you know working with your hands has always been this kind of like staple of like artwork of like things that you like quick like effort and energy into and then without a gun to my head like the willingness that that kind of like implies and things like that like i think like of the lines that are in this poem i think that one just does so much work to establish where this poem is going to go um yeah i think it's uh, like i think it's uh my favorite in this poem okay i i can see that and i can appreciate that um do you want to jump right into the next one? I know that we could we could have a long ass conversation about it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm down to just kind of jump into the next one. Okay, if that yeah. feels right to you, then take it away. A note to the king of Sparta, Leonidas. Admit your failings, realize what you lack. As your body gives way to exhaustion, as your sword grows heavy in your hand. O king, you are weak. Bow down before this deity. Kneel before Xerxes. Speak your limitations, know your own fragility. As your sweat now mixes with blood, as the weight of your helmet grows unbearable. O king, you are spent. Genuflect before this God-made flesh. Kneel before Xerxes. Hell of your impediments. Recognize what you are missing. As your flesh burns from the heat of the sun, as carrying your shield becomes increasingly cumbersome. O king, you are frail. Pay homage to the one greater than you. Kneel before Xerxes. Voice your deficiencies. Note your own brittleness. As your muscles ache from dehydration, as your armor has become more weight than you can carry, O king, you are flesh. Kiss the ring of he who rules all. And with that, we're going to pause for today's sponsor, and then we'll be right back with more conversation. Thanks so much. Stop 
frantically searching the internet. We're here to talk about My Noise 2, the new book from Ash Raymond James. It is like a takeoff in space, all about his life. It is going to inspire you. It's going to make your heart and your mind like fall in love again. It's going to redefine gravity. It's My Noise 2. Get up and start dancing. It's time. It's My Noise 2. This is Brenna from Rose Colored Books. What's your favorite fantasy book? Mine is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. For more questions like these and more pictures of books, go follow my bookstagram page, Rose Colored Books, on Instagram. Alrighty, guys, as we come back uh, to the episode, this next poem is one that I'm very excited to have you guys listen to. And it's one that Raja and I have explored extensively and edited um, quite a bit. And I think that starting off with some analysis is a really great way to start this piece. So Raja, please take it away. Yeah. Um, so this is a one of the few poems that was actually written about uh, another person. Um, it's, you know, more of a romance poem, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed that one. I'm only laughing because, um, like I said, we've talked about this piece so much. Um, and you guys will understand it in just yeah. a second. Uh, but really what this poem does is it explores this kind of base way that I see myself versus how I'm seeing myself as a result of interacting with this person. Um, and the, like, me evaluating the ramifications of that. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Are you ready to share the piece? I am. Fantastic. Let's try this again. <laughs> I was born in chaos. And by the fire, I was formed. But there is a calmness to you that instantly mollifies me. I wonder if I should be scared of you. I still cannot fathom what it is you see in me. I just know how my heart's glow when you look at me. I am concerned I could get lost to this. I am a man of rough edges, each one sharpened on purpose. But each time I hear you say my name, I forget why they are needed. I want to believe this could feel constant. I do not understand the way you look at me. All I know is the connection I feel when I see the honesty of your eyes. I can see a future here. I am destruction. My path is lined with... But when you are here with me, my mind turns to creation. I have to imagine this will endure. So I think that this poem does stand alone, but for the purposes of podcast and for the purpose of our audience today, what else would you want to say about this? Or what would you want to tell us that maybe we don't see because this piece could also live on a page?
Um, I mean, I feel the line of, and I know I wrote, so me feeling it is a little uh, <laughs> redundant to some extent, but um, I'm a man of rough edges, each one sharpened on purpose. Like, that's not just a line that sounds good. Um, that is something that I just like, that like, I put, like, when I did, when I like thought of that line, it just like resonated so deep than me. Um, you know, like, I think that was the crux of like how this poem was formed. That, that was definitely the first, uh, the first thing that I kind of like thought through, uh, in writing this poem. And then like, evolved, like the rest of this poem just around that concept and those, you know, that phrase. Um, I think it's really interesting yeah, I mean, that you point that out and it is like the dead center of the poem. Um, I think that's, that's really interesting. I also think that this piece goes to show kind of the way ideas can evolve if you're willing to edit them or you're willing to revisit them. Do you want to talk a little bit about that part of the process? Yeah. Um, initially the fourth stanza was a lot weaker and, <laughs> um, you know, like I think even the first time I, re I like shared it with you i like uh very critically like made fun of the fourth stanza like of my own work yeah um, and i remember going this isn't right but i didn't like we both had to work through that one <laughs> yeah um it was just like it just was so tonally off from the rest of the piece um but like when i wrote it like it was kind of the bridge I needed to get to the final paragraph or the final stanza, which I do think I, you know, like is a good stanza and, you know, like as it like even after edits was, you know, still mainly intact from what it originally was, but that fourth stanza um, really needed to be overhauled. And so just like, um, yeah, the value of editing, you know, <laughs> you know, not just like editing on my own, but just like, having somebody else who also sees it and it's just like, yeah, that's not right. Um, is really great because like, you know, it gave me the opportunity to not just like be stuck in like, well, this isn't right. And I don't know what to do. Um, but like just work through, okay, like, well, how do we, how does this become right? Like, how do I fix this? Um, you know, there's like a part of the stanza that originally existed that, you know, you identified as like, you know, don't mess with this part. This part is, you know, like this part's fine. Um, and so it kind of like helped me realize how I needed to restructure it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so it was just like, it really was, it really was productive and like, um, helping me very, in a very targeted sense, identify what was wrong. Um, and what wasn't, mm -hmm. and then like allowed me to like, be a lot freer than thinking I need to redo this entire stanza, you know, I need to redo this part of the stanza. Um, and so it really helped kind of like free me up and allow my brain to think through what was going on. And not, not to cut you off, but I think that's a very good place to wrap up that part of the conversation. I just want to clue 
the audience in a little. When I say that you and I have been working, um, I'm I'm slam coaching and I'm editing poems and I'm doing the things that I love on a one-on-one basis. And that's something that I would like to offer to you as listeners. Um, it's also something that I'm not just saying I'm doing. As you hear us talk about these poems, you can see that the work has been helpful. Um, maybe not for everyone, but for people that that do want to share their work and, and turn it into something that's more than just for themselves. And the other thing that I want to emphasize in today's episode is that it's Preptober if you are a writer and you do NaNoWriMo, and that means that you're just getting ideas on the page. But I want this episode to remind you that editing is vital. It's just not the first step. There are things that, that clearly come before that. And, um, Something else that that Raja reminded me of is not every piece is stellar and not every piece needs to live in the same way that it comes out, but that doesn't mean it's not useful. Um, and I just, I wanted to offer that advice to you guys um, as, as we go through these challenges and even as we listen on a, on a day-to-day basis. So yes, sharing those things. And now it's time for Raja's favorite part of the episode, random question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. If you had to be a superhero from either DC or Marvel, which would you choose? But you cannot tell us the character. Sorry. So what am I supposed to tell? How am I supposed to answer this? Superhero from which which uh, company? Oh. Um, I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I said Marvel. Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm so sorry. I think no, you're good. I think that this is a fun opportunity for you guys to leave in the comments of this episode which character or superhero you think Raja wants to be. And um, I really want to thank you for your time, not only here on the episode, but for all the work you're putting into your own work and your editing and your work uh, development of pieces. And of course, I want to thank each and every one of you who tuned into today's episode of the Learning to Fly podcast. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I love being here with you. Have a fantastic day. And as always, I'll see you again tomorrow.